Welcome to the Narrowing Path, Walking the Spiritual Walk. My name is Steve Van Einstein. Thank y'all for joining me today as we uh, continue on this path of reading James Allen's daily meditations for the entire year. We're closing in on the end of the first half of the year. When we uh, uh, wrap up June, uh, we'll be exactly uh, six months through this year. Um, that'll put us at about 184, I think, 184 episodes, which is uh, pretty crazy. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this is, it's been a crazy year so far. June itself has been insane. Uh, well, not insane, just, just, um, revealing, enlightening, um, realigning, reaffirming. Um, it's been a great, great, uh, month. I think there's been, I, I think there's probably been parts of every single month where there was just had a string of days where it just, it really resonated with me. And I, I hope, uh, that that's what, uh, you guys are finding out there listening to it. That it really, really does help. So, um, or do, really does resonate with you on some levels, or you get a couple of days in a row where you're like, you know, that makes sense. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what today's brings. And um, so this will be fresh to you and fresh to me, meaning this will be my first time reading it or hearing it right on the podcast with you as I read it. So you'll get my genuine response, reactions, and observations about the reading and what I relate to. So here we go. This is today's reading. From James Allen's Daily Meditation for June 20th. Hatred severs human lives, fosters persecution, and hurls nations into ruthless war. Men cry, peace, peace, where there is no peace, but on the contrary, discord disquieted disquietude and strife. Apart from that wisdom, which is inseparable from self-renunciation, there can be no real and abiding peace. The peace which results from social comfort, passing gratification, or worldly victory is a transition is transitionary, transitory, excuse me, in its nature. Holiness alone is the source of undying peace. Self-control leads to it. And the ever-increasing light of wisdom guides the pilgrim on his way. It is partaken of in a measure as soon as the path of virtue is entered upon. But it is only realized in its fullness when self disappears in the consummation of a stainless life. This inward peace, this silence, this harmony... This love is the kingdom of heaven. That's a great one today. That's a... It's so true. It's so true. When we talk about um, establishing peace, stopping war, world peace, all of these things, and it's almost always done with selfish intention, right? Because we want self... We want... Peace because we're looking for this um, uh, result to occur, right? We want the fighting to stop so this can be accomplished. And this might be an unfavorable opinion, even though that might sound great and the result might be one that would benefit the world, It doesn't mean it's still not selfish. 
And that's what we're talking about here. We should all strive for peace, not because it would serve us better. Because when the thing, when war serves us better, we're willing to do that, right? When we are only willing to do the thing that serves us best in a situation, we're, we're doing it selfishly, right? The only time peace will work is when we take ourselves out of it and even at a loss to ourselves establish peace. There can be no victory or there can be no peace through violent victory. There can be no peace through any selfish end. And I, I believe that. I really do. I have a... a uh, extremely deep-seated belief that anything that's done for selfish reasons, you know, or anything that's done with a victory over another will always create a misbalance in dynamics. There will always be spite and resentment. So, to be here, to... to have real peace it has to be a surrendering of our selfish selfish interest so um let's go ahead and break this one down i'm excited about it um because the over the overarching theme of this one's really love isn't it it's really just love and it's really selfless love because when those self-interests can be just so divisive so divisive can push people apart friendships it can push families apart it can put communities apart it can push nations and countries apart it puts the pushes the world apart that selfishness you know and um when we turn to being of service to the people we love and the people around us because that's the right thing to do that world will change so here we go um it opens up with hate severs human lives fosters persecution and hurls nations into ruthless world it, hatred is a uh, is a poison that pits one against the other right it's it's a uh, it, it creates um sex it creates division it creates um you versus me me versus you us versus them it's a pretty Powerful way to open it just with that first part of that sentence. Hatred severs human lives. Because as soon as hatred enters into someone's life, they're not living anymore, right? Hate is a consuming emotion. Hate is a consuming state of being. Your hatred will bleed over into everything. It'll become self-obsessive. And you'll lose your ability to engage in the world in any other way. That's why hatred must be let go of. That's why we have to practice a spiritual way of living so we can actually participate in life. All right, here's the main body of this reading today. Men cry peace, peace where there is no peace. But on the contrary, discord, disquietude, and strife. So we only run in 
saying, no, there needs to be peace when there isn't any. Right? When there's all of this disruption, when there's this uh, disquietude and strife, so this pain, this suffering, this uh, killing, violence. That's the only time we cry for peace. When it serves us. Apart from that wisdom, which is inseparable from self-renunciation, there can be no real and abiding peace because there's no real and abiding peace until you take yourself out of it, until we take ourselves out of it. That could be on a personal level. That could be on a community level, a family level, and as big as a national level. Doing the right thing, regardless of if it benefits you or not, is what will lead to an actual real peace. Selfless choice of peace regardless of its outcome because it is solely and only the only right thing to do in situations will be the only way we get to peace. The peace which results from social comfort, passing gratification or worldly victory is transitory in its nature. So when it's a victory, when it's a one battle, uh, a one war, passing, uh, that's, that's just a temporary, right? People are tired of it for now. It's not serving them anymore, war. So they'll let it go until, they, until war serves them again, until violence serves them again. Or, well, it says worldly victory. This could be in anything, too, right? People, this is, this can even, uh, the, the whole uh, sentence, again, is peace which results from social, com social comfort, passing gratification, or worldly victory. It's transitory in nature. So it doesn't even have to be war. It doesn't even have to be violence. This could be the pursuit of a career. This could be the pursuit of um, conquering the domain of their expertise. That is only ever going to be a temporary gratification. I'm, I'm thinking about all the kids that go to college and they do, they get their college degree and they're, they just dedicated four, five, six, eight more years of their lives to this education, and they get this piece of paper and they get this um, accomplishment and that sense of gratification and social comfort that was referenced here is gone relatively quickly only last probably 10 minutes at the most and then what and then what right because that's a battle that's a that's a conquest right there isn't it a selfish self-serving conquest with victory at the end of it victory worldly victory anything like that When it's not done for the right reason, reasons will be just a hollow, hollow victory. And it may serve you later on in life, but the accomplishment in and of itself will only be um, tr um, temporary. That sense of uh, peace, right? Because there's a sense of peace. It's over. The battle's done. And who knows how long you'll rest in that before the next battle's picked up. Whatever selfish end you'd like to acquire. 
Holiness alone is the source of undying peace. Holiness, a righteous living, Christ-like living. Right? A spiritual way of life. It's the true and only way to achieve an undying peace. A, a chosen peace, again, for the right reasons. Choosing peace to choose peace rather than to choose peace because it serves me. It makes me look good. It'll benefit me in some way in my social status. It will all fail. It will consistently and always fail. It's uncomfortable to choose these things, though. To choose something without considering the selfish impact of it takes practice. It's difficult. And he goes on here to say, self-control leads to it. The ever-increasing light of wisdom guides the pilgrim on his way. You know, James Allen at the end of As a Man Thinketh stated, uh, self-control is strength. Right thought is mastery. Calmness is power. So if we go off of that, which I do believe, right? I, I, I absolutely believe this. Self-control. That's the first step in the process, right? When we stop taking certain actions, then we can fix the thinking, and then we can change our intention. Then we can change where we're functioning from, whether it's a fearful, selfish place or whether it's a loving, godly, service-based place whole different place to function from but we have to practice self-control to get there you know we have to sacrifice i just had a conversation with someone recently about this we have to sacrifice the actions which have served us in the past which have been gratifying in the past which has made us feel good which has played to a part of our ego in some way or our pride or our distraction or our pleasures however you'd like, or whatever piece, whatever that action fed, we have to sacrifice that and choose the right action, not because it serves us more, but because it's the right thing to do. So it does start. This light of wisdom starts with self-control. Self-control leads to it, and the ever-increasing light of wisdom guides the pilgrim on his way. Because every time you have an experience like that, your character grows, your spirituality grows, your connection with that power greater than yourself, that God of your understanding, that source, that um, mother nature, that society, whatever it is that you've chosen as your that uh, power greater than yourself that you have put yourself in service to. You grow in that understanding. You grow in that path, which is important. It is partaken of a it is partaken of in a measure as soon as the path of virtue is entered upon. But it is only realized in its fullness when self disappears in the consummation of a stainless life. So the wisdom, the understanding, we get a little piece of it. As soon as we're like, you know what, I'm gonna live this way of life. 
But we're at the front end of that path, everybody. We've taken a very selfish, painful, sorrowful, suffering, self-serving path to get there. But that one ends when we choose to walk this way of life, and it's right at the beginning. It's a whole new life, right? We've been given the opportunity to live again in a different way when we choose this way of living. And everything will change for you as you walk this path. And what they're saying is it is partaken of in a measure, so usually a small amount, as soon as the path of virtue is entered upon. When you start living this way, when you start wanting to practice these spiritual disciplines, these spiritual principles, when you start to want to live a happy, joyous, free life, you get a, you get a measure of it. But it is only realized in its fullness when self disappears in the consummation of a stainless life, when we have completely eradicated self from our actions, when we have completely taken ourselves out of the equation and we choose our actions based solely on the right thing to do. Then we will realize it in its fullness. And then we will live in that stainless life, that Christ-like life, that ideal that we talk about all of the time. He closes it with this last sentence here. This inward peace this silence, this harmony, this love is the kingdom of heaven. Mm, mm, mm. Love that line. This inward peace, this, you know, we talked about, I think it was yesterday, we talked about reaching deep within ourselves to find that peace, right? And we have to reach deep into our hearts and find that eternal peace that always exists there, right? That infinite, stable, powerful, serene feeling where we can just stay there. And that inward peace, the silence, because it's quiet and it's powerful. He calls it this harmony, this love. Love is capitalized, meaning um, godly love of God. Is the kingdom of heaven. This is the kingdom of heaven. Heaven relies, resides inside of you, at least in some capacity. Maybe there's more later on, but I can tell you right now what it, what so many are seeking sits inside of you already. What I was seeking is right here. And I'm past getting past it, getting through life, however that looks, who knows what's on the other side, what happens, and, you know, it's it, it's a, uh, I don't think it's something we need to figure out, because we can have heaven right here, as long as we live this life, as long as we choose to live a life on a spiritual basis, choosing to live by spiritual principles, because it's the right thing to do, and you will one day find yourself peaceful, serene, in harmony with the world and overwhelmed with love and realize you're sitting right in heaven already. Ah, such a good one. Day was awesome. Absolutely loved it. Um, thank you all so much for jumping on and listening. I appreciate all the support I get. If you'd like to go ahead and jump over to Facebook and give the um, Facebook page for the narrowing path, walking the spiritual walk, a like or a follow, but thank you for the support so far. And uh, I'm looking forward to finishing out June with you. So, 
I'm looking forward to June 21st. Until next time. Thanks. Thank you.